Welcome to the Supply Chain Visibility Stories, the podcast for supply chain managers. Brought to you by Axis, the 100% supply chain visibility cloud solution provider. Supply Chain Visibility Stories is hosted by Bill Wall, a technology industry veteran and enterprise software professional. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Today marks the next in a series of discussions exploring the intersection of technology and business. We try to make these discussions brief and focused. We're hoping this format inspires our audience to think about how technology impacts their own organizations and to engage with us as the series continues. So I'll have information about how to engage with the series and our guest at the end of today's discussion. I'm Bill Wall and honored to be the host of this series brought to you by Axis. I'm always fascinated by the business challenges faced by companies and how those challenges can be addressed by technology. We started our series talking about the macro trends facing companies today and the impact of the pandemic and how that's been driving a renewed focus on global supply chains. During the course of our podcast series, uh, one of the recurring themes has been capturing data and especially in the gaps along the supply chain. We've dug deep into RFID approaches to the interconnectivity of systems and specific challenges by industry. Today, we're again going to talk about the broader issues impacting supply chains. Our guest is a partner and director at one of the world's leading business consulting firms, BCG, Boston Consulting Group, Dr. Marcel Vollmer, uh, who works on advising C-level executives and executive teams on the full range of digital transformation, innovation, new business models, restructuring an organization with focus on procurement, supply chain, and operations globally. Now, I had the pleasure of working with Marcel at SAP. And he is indeed an accomplished expert on all matters, supply chain, procurement, cloud, digital, and finance. Marcel, welcome to the program. Good to be working with you again. Thanks, Bill, for having me. And it's really great connecting with you again. Appreciate it. So it's been kind of interesting ride for me, sort of having focused at SAP on supply chain so heavily some 10, 12 years ago and seeing it back in the forefront again. From BCG's perspective, from your perspective, why is supply chain so much in focus again today now? I think, Bill, we have all seen what, what happened um, last year when COVID-19 started. Suddenly, we have seen um, we have disruptions in our supply chain. And with that, um, we have seen empty shelves in supermarket. Um, we have seen really also a huge need of certain products like face masks at the beginning of the crisis, the pandemic. Um, later on, um, we had some... Um, some uh, probably a little bit weird situations with no toilet paper available. And all this basically continued and really was a kind of eye-opening how important the connected supply chain is. And also, when we look back a little bit um, to the time when the Evergreen, the ship, got stuck in the Suez Canal, Mm -hmm. um, we have also seen what one single ship can do to basically bring a stop um, to the to the trade between China or Far East in general and Europe. One ship is enough and basically the entire supply chain stops on both sides. Um, Empty ships can't go back. And this all has really uh, opened our eyes for we need to focus on an end-to-end overview about the supply chain. We need to monitor it closely and we need also to rethink the way on how we manage risk um, and come to a more resilient supply chain. So as you and I uh, partnered at SAP through the years, we watched some of the biggest manufacturing brands across a variety of industries in the world really invest billions of dollars in software systems designed to run supply chains efficiently. Uh, My sense is that those technology investments 
uh, clearly paid off. But what has shifted is the uh, the way that supply chains are managed around the world. Today, products are built in one region, like the Americas shipped to the Asia-Pacific region for additional finishing, transferred uh, into the European continent to be closed up and then ultimately get to consumers. Has the world's markets gone too far in a truly globally operated supply chain? Is it time to rethink those processes and keep goods more local, or is this the smartest way to do business? Great question, Bill, and I think there are multiple aspects we need to consider. On the one side is um, the global trade, just to give a little bit of perspective on that, is about 19 trillion. Out of um, about 87 trillion, what we have as global GDP, so basically everything what gets produced and um, um, and traded around around the world, and 19 trillion is, is a global trade portion out of that. Basically, Everything is connected nowadays, and we see also um, a growing um, from um, from the current state to the next level in the in the next years. Except of one um, one um, line, um, we can see between United States and China. Why is that? There's a trade war ongoing, and with that, the global trade um, or the trade between these two countries will will decline. The rest is most likely going what our analysis um, is, is showing right now. Um, there's another component I want to mention and highlight. And um, looking back this year's COP26 in Glasgow, where the climate target, uh, sustainability was a hot topic, we see now that um, CO2 emission targets are also getting included and become a price point um, whenever um, something get um, get purchased from a different country in the world. And that's something also where we will see a significant change because China, of course, and, and um, Asia um, is a very cheap place uh, for, for production. We see also how dependent we are. I mentioned some examples at the beginning of the pandemic. But what is really interesting is now seeing that when we need to include now the price for CO2 before something gets, for example, I'm a German, as you can hear from my strong accent, I'm uh, based here out of Frankfurt, Germany, that um, something um, um, needs to get additional um, CO2 emissions on top of the price, the price range might change a little bit um, and might also change the way how we see the current production um, cost, what we get in Asia compared to Europe. When we also now include and, and look at the risk mitigation side, we might come to the conclusion, and that's something what I see in my discussions with senior executives, that um, companies are looking into that. How can we go closer or come closer to the customers, to the market? So is it really needed that everything gets produced in, in Asia or that we that we get the uh, extract the raw material in Australia, that we ship it um, for uh, production to, uh, to Asia or pre-production processes, then it goes to the United States, um, then it might go back to a market in, in Europe. Um, this all has certain risk included. And if a pandemic or a disruption of the supply chain is happening, basically that's something also companies considering mitigating the risk by also localizing uh, certain parts of their supply chain. I will not say that global trade is supposed to stop or significantly mm -hmm. change. It is um, most likely that it continues to grow, but there will be a shift 
from certain markets and risk management sustainability aspects will change also the way on how procurement is managing suppliers in the future. So that makes uh, sense. And it, and because in this podcast, we talk a lot about the integration of technology to um, the impacts of business and geopolitical issues. This is where understanding the, the data from the supply chain, having real transparency and real-time information becomes important because the kind of executives you're talking to are going to have to make very informed decisions about whether or not the, for example, sustainability costs of moving goods from Asia to Europe um, really outweigh the, the costs of local manufacturing. And those decisions shouldn't be made from the gut. They need to be made with real data. So the concept of, of a really transparent and well-informed supply chain becomes particularly important as these shifts start to occur, correct? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Bill. Uh, so we think about uh, the impacts of changing technology as as you look at it uh, from BCG's perspective. Clearly, RFID tagging, the potential volumes of information that could come in in 5G, these are, these are technology trends that will be important in the supply chain space. Uh, do you agree from BCG's perspective? Absolutely. We see a lot of investments that's happening right now. Um, connected devices, Internet of Things are definitely something which, which is impacting supply chains and will also, um, also include huge investments, what's happening. The reason for that is, um, on the one end, you want to have transparency, you want to monitor your supply chain, you want to understand when do I get my, uh, my goods, which I urgently need for my, for my production. And um, with 5G, we might have also a different level of what we can do to monitor logistic processes, to monitor the entire distribution, what we have. It is also coming back on the aspect of sustainability, when we really can trace and track um, goods from the origination um, to, to the manufacturing side, uh, to the consumer market, we know exactly what the footprint is. We know exactly who is involved in the process. We have mm -hmm. full transparency. We can disclose that. And if consumers are looking now, I want to know. I want to understand where is the palm oil from, which is part of the product I consume. Um, where do the metal um, comes from? Um, what is used in, in, in the products. This is something also you only can achieve if you really connect um, every single step in your supply chain and you only can do that with, with technology. If I think about the global footprint of BCG and your view of the world from a truly global perspective, uh, who's in the lead here? I, I, my sense is, is that Europeans have always been on the forefront, first of worker privacy, then of sustainability. If you look at the big brands that you work with around the world, uh, in what region are supply chains probably their most mature at this point? Oh, that's a great question. I would definitely say that United States, the largest economy in the world, as well as Europe, um, are really ahead. Um, huge investments are currently done in, in Asia, um, predominantly in China, as well as in Japan. This is where I would see basically the leading countries and companies based in these countries. I would not necessarily say that the supply chains and how they are managed are necessarily also the most advanced in every single aspect, to be clear. And the reason for that is it is really very connected. And um, also other countries are now looking in the opportunities. And I give you one example. 
um, I was personally very impressed about. We were in Europe as well as in the United States heavily investing in, in computers and starting really everyone was having one at home today, absolutely normal. In Africa, which you would say might be a little bit behind in certain aspects, I agree on that, but they basically skipped the process by investing in, in computers and they went right away to, to, to mobiles. Right. And now we have smartphones and that's also an opportunity which you see on the other side which is happening right now, that the mobile business and coming back to connected devices, 5G, what I, what I briefly mentioned, this is exactly also one example and an enabler of technology which you can use and can also change a little bit the way and how companies are doing business and also getting access to information to run supply chains in the future in a much more automated and more digital way than ever before. So we have uh, just a few minutes left. So two quick questions. Uh, first, what do you think will be the biggest trends in the supply chain space in 2022? We talked about RFID and 5G. You mentioned mobile. Is that where the focus is likely to be in the coming year? Yeah, I think it continues. Number one is the resilience. And this includes also that companies are thinking about how to best optimize the supply chain setup in general. The second one is um, I couldn't agree more on the digital capabilities and the connected devices, what companies investing right now, monitored by, I would add one term, supply chain control tower, basically having an overview about all the different aspects, the information, what you get in the supply chain, you can't um, oversee this by yourself. You need to get a kind of dashboard and a so-called supply chain control tower might be one way in really keeping an overview and getting the right alerts if a crisis is happening, if a ship got stuck, or if a pandemic is um, causing a lockdown of a city or an entire area. So uh, last question, and we often use this question at the end of our podcast series. These are a lot of big, complex geopolitical macro trends. It can feel a little bit daunting for supply chain managers. As you advise C-suites on these topics, where do you tell people to take the first steps? How do they get started to get a better handle on their supply chains? I always advise in the way that I say, hey, you need to have a vision. Why do you do the change? What is it really what you, what you want to achieve? Second step is then look at the use case, at the business case. What is really adding value for your customers? I always put the customer in the center of everything and, and would urge everyone, look at that, what adds value for the customer. And if you do that, I'm pretty sure you will come to the next level of your supply chain. On the other side, as you serve your customers well, you will also see that you continue to go and hopefully sell successful products to your to your customers and win new customers in the future. But you only can do this with technology, and therefore you need to think about what is really the right investment, the business case, which adds the right value and serves the customers best. Love your global perspective, Marcel, with a lot of experience. Great to have you uh, on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, Bill. A great pleasure being here. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm sure we'll be talking to BCG again on this series. That wraps up today's podcast. My thanks to Access Always for making the series possible. We welcome your comments and questions about the discussions, and you can engage with us at the official Access's Twitter and LinkedIn accounts. So be part of that discussion. I'm your host, Bill Wall. And for everyone at Access, thanks for joining. We look forward to the next podcast in this series. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Supply Chain Visibility Stories. 
Brought to you by Axis, the 100% supply chain visibility cloud solution provider. Visit us on the web at axisinc.com. That's A C S I S I N C.com. Or join the dialogue on social media. Look for Axis Inc. on LinkedIn and Twitter. Join us next time for supply chain visibility stories brought to you by Axis.